you're helping me grow my business and I am giving you the tools that you need to grow your business. Are you ready to get unapologetically loud about your brand? Are you ready to stop playing small and grow your business to be everything that you've ever desired? Then you're in the right place. My name is Stephanie Rollins and I'm a digital marketing strategist and marketing coach who's ready to help you implement easy, proven marketing strategies to grow your business. We'll dive into strategies for email marketing, lead generation, social media, productivity, and we'll even have candid conversations about the craziness behind being a business owner. Welcome to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. Hola todos. Welcome back to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. So excited as usual to have you listening today. Um, so today I want to talk about sales funnels, okay? Um, we I feel like we're entering into like a new age of marketing where we're doing all of these like, I don't know, all the new tactics. I actually feel kind of old school when I'm talking about some of the things that I learned when I was heavy in my marketing career um, because some of the things are just kind of like, I don't know, I feel like they're not outdated, but I feel like they're outdated for some reason just because there's so many new tactics and trends and things happening lately. But one thing's for sure, the one thing that's probably never going to go out of style for your business is having a sales funnel. And you may also know your sales funnel as um, your customer journey, right? I, however you want to frame it, think about it like this. You need a process to take people from being not so familiar with your brand to becoming a raving fan. And then after they, becoming a, uh, after they become a raving fan, then you need to have them stick around for a little bit longer and recruit other people to your business. So... Okay, so when you're building your business, you just need that constant visibility so that you're always having um, a new cycle of customers come in, right? So think about it like this. If you've ever been a part of a membership or something like that, let's just say like you're the only person in the membership or better yet, imagine that you have a membership and you only have one member inside of that membership, right? You bring that person in and you onboard that person to your membership, let's say they stay maybe four or five months, but then they say, you know what, I think I'm done here, and they cancel their membership. Then you have no other members in your membership if you haven't already been consistently operating with a successful sales funnel, right? Like, we can't have that. That's not how businesses are built, right? You need to be in front of people constantly so that you can continue to get more leads, more customers, and turn those customers into your brand evangelists. So I wanna go over three elements today that you really need to have in your sales funnel uh, because a lot of people, when they're talking about a sales funnel, they're really talking about it from a very basic standpoint. So the, stand, the basic standpoint really is just kind of like a three-tiered funnel. Um, it's your top of funnel, your middle of funnel, and then your bottom of funnel. The top of funnel is really just kind of like your visibility activities. So that's like you posting on social media. That's you um, maybe running Facebook ads or Pinterest ads or what have you. Um, and then your middle of funnel is when you're actually collecting their information. So you're getting their email address, you're getting their phone number, you're getting their physical address so that you can mail them something. Whatever it is, you're getting some additional way to kind of get them to... Um, uh, further engage with you by giving you their contact information. And the bottom of funnel is just when that person actually purchases from your business. 
So you can approach your funnel from like many different angles, right? There's been hundreds of studies and case studies out there that, you know, you can research Russell Brunson actually puts together some really good case studies and things like that on different funnels that people are using. And, um, if you're not a part of his magnetic marketing membership, um, I would definitely check that out because he gives you some like really good resources. He's really good at just giving like amazing resources. And it's because he wants to keep those lifetime customers. Let's not also forget that his mentor is the goat when it comes to direct response marketing and his mentor left him all of his marketing materials when he passed away. So Russell is now able to continue Dan, Dan Kennedy is who I'm talking about, continue his legacy as well as monetize on his, his brain, his knowledge, his teachings. So anyway, check that out. That's a little, I'm not like affiliated with them in any way, but I do know when I signed up for their membership, I got a huge book that broke down all these different funnels and it was, it's a really good resource. Um, but there's a couple of things that people tend to forget when it comes to putting together like a basic funnel. So when you're getting started, putting together a funnel may sound like a little scary. It may sound like it's a bit too much, but, uh, it's really not. And just keep in mind, like it's something that you can build on over time. You don't always have to have everything ready all at once. Like this is something you can definitely build on, um, as you go. So the first thing is actually really quick. Let's go back to the basic funnel, right? So those are three steps. Um, the lead sees you, the lead gives you their email, the lead purchases something, right? Obviously it's sometimes it can be that easy and sometimes it's not that easy, right? Sometimes you have to get in front of people a lot of times before you actually get them to purchase something, even if it is something that's, you know, a $7 product. Sometimes you have to get in front of them a lot, of, a lot of times to just get their email. It just depends. So the point really is that you need to be getting in front of people like consistently, like there's no leads and customers without the visibility. So like, that's just like a non-negotiable part of having your funnel. So let's talk about the three things that your funnel is missing. Um, a lot of funnels are missing these. And if you have the capacity to implement these things, I highly suggest just getting it done right? If not, then build on your existing funnel with these elements. So number one is an omni-channel element. What is, what does going omni-channel mean? That just means being on more than one platform. So I'm actually guilty of this and I really need to do better. I'm actually going to take a course on running Pinterest ads soon because I want to start running some Pinterest ads because I think they'll be a lot cheaper than Facebook ads. But basically being omnichannel is being on more than one platform. So if we're running ads, we don't need to just be running ads on Facebook. We also need to be running them on Instagram. We also need to be running them on Pinterest. We also need to be running them on YouTube. Now, does that sound ideal for like the beginner business owner? Absolutely not. Start off with one place and then move up as you go, right? You don't have to do all the things all at once. But what we do need is some sort of effort to push your funnel on every platform that you can, or as I'm not even going to say as many as you can, I'm going to say as many as you can handle. Don't overthink this. Don't overwhelm yourself with this. Just take things day by day. Okay. Um, if you can post today on Instagram, repost it to your Pinterest with the same call to action 
repost it to your Facebook page with the same call to action. Like don't over, just don't overthink it in the beginning. We just are trying to get some things done. Now, when you start making money um, off of your funnel, then you can start investing in help right? People who can help you repurpose your content in a way that it's different for every platform, or even people who can just think about ways that you can uh, diversify your content strategy. Because I don't think anybody wants to, you know, go to your Pinterest and see the exact same thing that's on your Instagram, because like, what's the point of that? They're probably following you on Pinterest so that they can get a different view of the type of content that you create. But being on a few different platforms and having those platforms optimized so that people can find you and having your content optimized is going to be important. So you definitely want to have an omni-channel element. In addition to just posting and talking about these types of things or your funnel promotion on multiple social media platforms, you also want to make sure that you're leveraging your email list, your text message marketing list, And if you have an Instagram um, broadcast list, then something like that, or even a messenger broadcast list, leverage those things, okay? Because we wanna make sure that we're hitting people from multiple angles and they're not always gonna see your content in one place, right? My client, Monray, does an amazing job at this. Like, She makes sure that if you don't get an email, you're gonna get a text message. If you don't get a text message, you're gonna get a messenger bot. Like, She's gonna make sure that you get something So you want to make sure that you are trying to hit people from different angles so that they don't miss your message. Okay, number two is you want to make sure that you have some sort of human element, okay? So I know that I build bots. I build them in a way that sounds like really personal though. It's not like, people know it's an automated response, right? But sometimes they don't know at first, right? They'll be like, "Mm, I'm not really sure. Is this a bot or is this her really responding? But it's because it sounds personal, right? And it doesn't sound like, you know, robotic, rigid, stiff, like no personality. That human element really means a lot to people these days because there are a lot of people who are spending money um, with service providers, with business coaches, with various vendors, and they're just not getting the experience that they thought they were gonna get. Um, It's very impersonal and honestly today I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to keep it 100% real with you guys. People, I I don't think anybody wants to purchase something and they don't feel appreciated for their purchase. This doesn't mean you have to kiss like your customer's feet, but acknowledge their purchase. You know what I mean? Like sending a, a personal text message or, and you don't have to do these things manually. Like these things can be automated. Just think about like what you're doing when you're setting up your systems. For example, whenever you set up your, let's say, um, your shipping notifications, right? Let's say you're in e-com. If you're setting up your shipping notifications, they'll give you like a set of default emails that come with the system, right? So, you know, when you're when your client or when your customer places an order, they'll get this default email or this default text message. Go in and edit those things, right? Edit it to say their name. Thank them so much for their purchase. Um, maybe even put a picture of yourself at the bottom, like in an email signature. Like there are a lot of things that you can do to really make people feel appreciated for their purchase. 
I do, I talk about this all the time. I know some people are just like, you know what? If it's a, it's an exchange of goods. It's a transaction. If I made it and you give it to me, then I'm good. I am not one of those people, unfortunately. Um, I'm, I want to say that I'm big on energy, but I feel like some of the, (laughs) some of the things that have been happening to me lately, I'm not quite sure, but it doesn't feel good to me when I purchase or when I patronize a business and somebody kind of like my mom used to say this, if somebody gives me their ass to kiss, I don't like that. Uh, it doesn't make me feel good about my purchase. And so that doesn't mean that somebody has to be, you know, over the top, but a simple thank you so much and have a great day and really meaning it goes a long way. Um, sometimes you buy stuff from people and you can tell they just like, they can't wait for you to get out of the door. I've never really understood that, but I don't know. I may be reading people the wrong way, but not quite sure. But human elements go a very long way. Recently, I had a workshop where I taught um, some healthcare practitioners how to build their first chatbot. And there was a tech issue with my PayPal, basically like people were purchasing through PayPal, but it wasn't sending over to Kartra for some reason. So I had some people who had purchased, but they're like, hey, I haven't gotten, like I haven't gotten any confirmation. I haven't gotten any information about the workshop, like what is going on? And so I had to investigate it. And once I found that out, I wrote them and I wrote them an email. I was honest about it. And I called every person and I'd sent them a text if they didn't answer their phone. And somebody responded and said, oh, wow, a personal call. You don't get those. You don't get those that much these days. And it really meant a lot to me because for me, you do. I, I Listen, it takes it takes you years to build your business and it can take minutes for it to come crumbling down. So something like what happened to me, that's a trust issue. If somebody purchased something and they're not getting their confirmations, they're not they're they're not feeling secure in their purchase. They're looking at me like, "Hey, what the heck's going on? Like, why did I pay you and you didn't give me my stuff?" Right? It creates a trust issue. And for somebody like me, I want to nip that in the bud as soon as possible. I was transparent, I explained what was going on, and I made sure that they got their materials. Simple as that. Having that human element goes a long way, and every single one of them appreciated it, right? Um, it, it could have been too easy for me to, you know, just get an attitude and, like, not respond to, you know, the one person who reached out to me, um, or for me to misread her email as she's being rude or accusing me of something. No, take a step back, look into it, and then respond and be transparent. Things happen. But I think if you share those things with your customers, you don't have to share every single detail, but I think if you share those things with your customers, it really does build up trust. We live in a society where we're getting spam calls every single day. I get lots of WhatsApp messages asking me for either money or saying different things for to try to get me to pay people. Like it's wild. Like the trust is just diminishing online. So you have to do what you can to build that trust. And so let's take a step back, right? What if nothing happened? Do I still need this the human element? Yes, you do. That still builds trust. It's the same thing. If something goes wrong, you be transparent about it and you fix it as soon as possible. If nothing goes wrong, you you still have a conversation with your customer or insert some human elements to make people feel welcome and make them feel good about their purchase. The last thing you want is somebody like returning 
your service or what have you because you're non-responsive or they just don't like your energy. Just listen, we can take the high road here. We're trying to build our businesses, so we can take the high road. Hey, are you tired of the same old marketing strategies? Then it's time to switch things up with ManyChat. With ManyChat, you can create custom chat funnels and automations that make it easy to connect with your customers on both Facebook and Instagram. And the best part, you don't have to be a tech genius to use it. Sign up for a free demo today and see for yourself at the link in the show notes. Now, I will say there are some times where it's a little hard to take the high road and you just have to cut your losses and maybe that person is just not a good customer for you. I remember um, it was uh, 2020, I think, yeah, and COVID had just hit and I... I was running a workshop or a webinar. It was my first webinar ever, I believe. And I had a messenger automation to register people for the webinar. And somebody writes me this lengthy email, well, a response to my messenger bot. And he basically is saying, telling me about how he's not impressed with what I'm doing and I don't know. I guess the bot did something that he didn't like. And so he was just writing me about like, I'm not impressed and you know, blah, 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 blah. And you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of let him have it. <laughs> I wrote him back and I told him how I felt. And I just told him like, Hey, like people like that, like he's already starting off on the wrong foot. You're not going to be able to please him. Like who takes time out of their day to say, I'm not impressed with what you're doing. Like, sir, if it's that big of a deal for you, like, just ignore all of my emails. Just unsubscribe right now. It's just not that deep. You know what I mean? Um, But if you're somebody like me, I can be a little emotional at times and I let those emotions take over. And, you know, it just is what it is. I feel like I, I know when to gauge, like, who to respond to and who not to. Like, today I would not respond to that because it's just literally not worth my time at all. Uh, But back then I was like, oh, Lordy, not super emotional, but just like overthinking every single thing. And I just think I took it really personally that he took time out to like write me that message. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to respond. But yeah, these days it would have been a no. It would have just been like, okay, block and move on. Even though I paid $5 for you (laughs) to write me this message, I'm just going to block you and I'm going to move forward. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the next point. Number three If you don't have this in your funnel, like this is probably one of the things that can truly make or break your funnel. And it's not even a part of, in some funnels you'll see this as a part of it, but in a lot of them, would that just include top, middle, and bottom? You won't see this. But this is a fourth element that you absolutely need. It's the retention element. So the retention element, this is what you're going to implement so that you can keep people purchasing your things. You can keep them in your funnel, right? So a lot of times some people first come into your funnel, they're probably getting like something that doesn't cost as much as your other products and services. So the idea here is to create like, um, let's just call them like nurture pockets, right? Pockets of nurture activities that you can do to continue to get to know your customer, to continue to get to know what they want, what they need in their business so that you can serve them with the right products and services. So Digital Marketer actually does like a really good job with this. Um, 
Well, they used to back in the day. I'm pretty sure they still do this. But basically what they do is they serve you like different pieces of content. And depending on what you engage in, that's how they decide like what type of product they're going to serve you like next. Right. So if you are consuming like content about TikTok and, um, you know, how to run TikTok ads, maybe they're going to serve you different blog posts about that. And then depending on like how many blog posts you read or how many blog posts you click on from their emails, they're going to send you a, an offer for their, um, TikTok ads course. Right. Um, and they have this for different topics and things like that, but they do a really great job at that. And I love this type of strategy because you're not serving somebody something that like, doesn't make sense. Right. If I have clicked on 20 of hypothetically speaking, cause who's clicking on 20 articles, but if I've clicked on 20 of your TikTok articles, I'm probably looking for a way to maximize my time on TikTok. Um, and so I probably could benefit greatly benefit from a TikTok ads course or conversion rate optimization on TikTok, you know, whatever it is. So having people come in and purchase is not the end of the road. We've got to keep those people purchasing. And in addition to that, we need those people to become our brand ambassadors, right? I hate saying the word like fan or follower because it just sounds like, it sounds so meaningless, right? Like these are people that are helping to build our business. So like a fan is somebody who's like, you know, I, when I think of a fan, the first thing I think about is like back in the day when Michael Jackson used to do concerts, there would be girls in the front and they'd like be passing out. I think it's because they're so hot, but I, I used to think it was because <laughs> they were so excited to see Michael Jackson. Right. But like, that's a fan, right? Like, and that's great. And we love our fans, but I don't like to like, we're people too, right? We're not Michael Jackson level. Maybe in our heads we are, but like, we're not Michael Jackson. So like, we don't have fans. Like we have people who are supporting our business and who are helping us to build our business. And in turn, like we're creating a relationship with them, right? And the goal of that relationship should be mutually beneficial. You're helping me grow my business and I am giving you the tools that you need to grow your business or to uh, improve your wellness or to whatever the goal is, right? Um, build more wealth. Whatever the goal is, like the relationship should be mutually beneficial and it should benefit the other person in a way to where they are more than happy to share with their family, their friends, their colleagues, their peers, what it is that you do and how you can help them. So I'll give you a great example of this. Um, I'm in this fit, fitness program called E2M, Eager to Motivate, and it's a great program. I think when I joined the program, they had a little less than 100K people in their Facebook group. So they've been around for a little while, I'd say for maybe four or five years, but basically they, their program operates off of referrals. So in the fitness program, this is a program unlike any other one that I've seen. And it's the first one that I actually took seriously and I got real results. So of course, like I was happy to share with my family and friends what it is, how it works, et cetera, et cetera, like whatever they wanted to know, but that's how they run their business. Like, and when I say that, I mean like they run their business strictly inside of a Facebook group. There is no, hey, join our community on our website. Um, you know, 
it's all on Facebook. They actually just started with email marketing. This is a company that's been around for like four or five years, probably longer than that. They just started implementing text message marketing. Like they haven't needed to do those things because the business grows so fast just off of referrals alone. Now, if you're somebody who provides like a high ticket service or offer, word of mouth is not always going to be enough. Um, it's definitely great in the beginning, but at some point it's not always going to be enough. So this is where we want to kind of start getting that retention element going. Like how can we continue to engage our current customers and how can we get them to tell others about our business? You're going to have to really like think about that and hone in on a strategy to help you do that. Uh, because yeah, when you're selling higher ticket, it's different than when you're selling something that costs like 50 bucks, right? So I know the E2M program, it's about 340 bucks, I believe. Um, but the big draw is that once you pay that, you're in the program forever. Like you never have to pay another penny again. And the reason why is because they want you to help spread the word about E2M, especially if you're getting results, because this is how they keep the program free for everyone. Um, now a high ticket service, like you're not going to be able to do that. So you're going to have to find ways to continue getting people in, but E2M is a really great way of why we want to create relationships with people, why we want to make sure that when our, our customers are purchasing from us, they have a community within our business so that they can network with other people so that they can build relationships with other people. As humans, we crave that that type of inner interaction. Even if you're somebody like an introvert like me, I listen at a certain point in the day, I've got to cut it off. Like I just can't handle any more interaction for the day. Um, but there are times where I'm working from home and I'm just like, man, I really would like to go and sit at a coffee shop or, you know, go somewhere else and work. And I mean, there's nothing really stopping me, but, um, except for, I don't know, I get a little paranoid sometimes about going out these days. Um, but that's another story for another day, but I still desire to be around other people. I don't want to just sit in my office all day long and talk to myself and talk to my computer. Like that's not fun. I want to go out and I want to talk with other people. So building that community is a part of your retention element, sending, um, emails that are very specific to the person who's going to be reading them. Those are things that we want to keep in mind when we're thinking about how can I retain my customers? At one time I remember I did, and some of you may not be able to do this depending on your capacity, but one time I actually did a series of like coffee chats where I would ask my audience, my email audience, like, Hey, can we get on zoom for like 15 minutes and just chat about what your struggles are in your business? This is not a sales call. This is, I don't have anything to offer you. I'm just trying to learn more about you so that I can put out things to better serve you. And I had a couple of people take me up on that. It's a really great way to just get to know people, get to know like what they want, what they're struggling with, because you can assume all day long, but unless you actually ask somebody, then you're never really going to know. So just to quickly recap, we talked about funnels, using them in your business, how everybody needs to have some sort of sales journey to get people from point A to point B, and also how you need to include these three things if you're not doing it already. Number one, an omni-channel element. You need to be pushing your message on different platforms and in different ways. And when people sign up for your email list, 
get them on your text message list also get them on your messenger bot list also like we got to do something to hit these people from different angles number two you got to have that human element you have to have a way to chat with people to go back and forth with people um, even if it is in an automated way you can still make your automations really personal so that people when they read them they're just like okay did she send me this or is this an automated message like get creative and there are no limits here y'all like you can set your automations up any way that you want but you definitely want to make sure that it sounds like it's coming from a human and then number three you need a retention element so you need some sort of way to keep people in your circle a community um a series of nurture emails a series of nurture texts maybe you are um getting doing coffee chats like i just mentioned like whatever it is to kind of build a relationship with people build trust with people and make sure that they know that you're the go-to expert you need to be doing so take a look at some people around you some of your competitors and see what they're doing and maybe what they're not doing um i will like i, I there's tons of pages that i go to all the time where you know people are commenting and this, the people may not even have like a huge audience, but they'll have comments under their Instagram posts, but they're just not responding. Like something as simple as making sure that you respond to as many comments as you can means a lot to people. Because if people take their time out, like we, time is the only thing that we cannot get back, okay? We can always make more money. We can always buy more things. We cannot buy more time. So if people are spending their time to try to engage with you, you can respond back. Okay, so I hope you found this episode helpful. Make sure that you go and rate the podcast five stars because I absolutely love just sitting here and talking to my mic and like giving y'all some knowledge. So if you found it helpful, please go ahead and rate it five stars and let me know what you liked about this episode. All right, thanks so much. I'll see you next time. Yeah.